0: one app over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word harvest to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church/give. Now here's today's life-giving message.
2: Let's make our confession of faith together everybody everywhere. Let's say it together. Let's go. god's glory this is my best year yet and the word i'm about to hear i believe i obey i manifest and that settles it in jesus name amen so god we tell you that we're open and we're ready we're open and we're ready we're open and we're ready in jesus name somebody say i'm open and i'm ready Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So, this past Sunday, we started this series called How to Win No Matter What You're In. And while this principle is seen throughout the Bible, it's made clear in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. It says, first, now, thanks be to God. Stop right there. You are in your winning season. Hear me. This is the time in your life that God says, I'm ready for you to have some victories. Listen, I don't care what the previous season of your life was. This is your winning season. And... The Bible makes it clear that triumph requires thankfulness. You are never going to win, watch me, if you refuse to worship. You're never going to triumph if you refuse to be thankful. Can I get you right where you are to just lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship God for three seconds and say, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful. Come on, Wednesday, I'm thankful, I am thankful. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. That's the part right there, always, Which means it's win or win for me. If you feel like it's a loss, you need to look again. Because the Bible says you're always being led into triumph. And watch me, but he leads you. And to lead you somewhere, that means you have to trust. Shut your mouth. For many people, we believe, watch me, many people believe in God. Many people don't believe God because triumph requires you to trust him and to trust him requires you to submit to submit means i don't understand it but he does it's not my will but it's his will triumph requires trust look at me he always leads us in triumph which means it's win or win for you here's why i need you to be excited there's no losses on the schedule for you There's no unnecessary failure on the schedule for you. There's no unnecessary drama on the schedule for you. I looked at your schedule, and your schedule says one word, win. I wish I had somebody on this Wednesday night that would just fist bump two or three people around them online, type it in the comments, say win, win, win. It's the only thing on my schedule. Watch me. He leads us in triumph in Christ, which means triumph requires traction. See, he said the only way you're gonna have triumph always is you have to be led, look at me, in Christ, which means, traction means to draw from or to pull from. You're not gonna have triumph just because you're smart. You're not gonna have triumph just because you're skilled. You're not gonna have triumph just because of where you went to school. You're not gonna have triumph just because you look good. You're not gonna have triumph just because you got money. You will have triumph literally because you are in Christ. Which means I am drawing from him. I am pulling from him. Watch me. Don't let the enemy get you out of Christ. Don't let people get you out of Christ. Don't let situations pull you away from God. I need to make sure I'm in the room and online with some people that have said, I've been through too much to get off my square. I've been through too much to not be in Christ. I choose to stay in Christ. And look at the last part of the verse. And through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Which means God says, everywhere you go, the reason I need you to win is because you're spreading my name. Everywhere you go, you are spreading my name. When you win on your job, you spread my name. When you win in business, you spread my name. When you win in politics, you spread my name. When you win in education, you spread my name. Everywhere you go, the reason you win, look at me, is not for your glory. It is for his glory. Question, do you want to win just so you can look at some people who are no longer in your life and say to them, back then you didn't want me, now I'm winning, you all up on me. Or do you want to win for God's glory? Because if your desire to win is to get back at people, watch me, a win will never satisfy you if your desire to win is to get back at an ex that walked out that will never satisfy you your desire to win has to be for God's glory come on come on Wednesday just shout it's for his glory it's for his glory tonight tonight's tonight's message is gone here's what you need to win because it's like a good recipe it works every time and everywhere here's the key word If you follow it, recipes don't work because of who's cooking recipes work because of what they're cooking with. And I need you to listen carefully. In first Peter one and 17, it says, and remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward according to what you do. Shut your mouth, which means God says, I am paying attention to what you do not just what you say it's not enough to just have intentions to win you have to have winning actions that back them up and this is powerful because it's our heart that creates our habits hearts create habits and in the bible your heart is referred to as your mind and it's your mindsets that create your movement so look at this verse proverbs 23 and 7 it's a familiar passage of scripture but but most of us don't actually pay attention to what it says for as he thinketh in his heart what does that mean his mind, so is he, which means your heart creates your habits, your thoughts creates your actions. Whatever you think, that's eventually what you're going to do and who you're going to become. This is why I need your thoughts to be the thoughts of a winner. I need your thoughts to be the thoughts of somebody victorious. I don't care what your life has been up to this point, from this day forward, I just need you to say, I think winning thoughts. I I know you're used to being at the bottom. I need you to get used to being at the top. I know you're used to being the tail. I need you to get used to being the head. Hear me. God says, I need your heart to be the heart of a winner. Come on, Wednesday. Lift your hand. Say, I got the heart of a champion. Come on. Yeah, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. Why? I got the heart of a champion. Fist bump two or three people around you and say, you got the right heart. Got the right heart. Got the right heart. Got the right heart. Look at me. Look at me. He says, he will judge you or reward you according to what you do. Not just what you say. So it's not enough for you to say you want to be debt free, but then when you go out there, you get every credit card and charge it up. Your heart Watch me. And habits have to line up. Pay attention. The rest of the verse says, Proverbs 23, 7. So is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. For some, you've talked winning talk, but you've not walked winning walk. You've spoken winning things. You've posted it on social media. You've, you've gotten excited about it. You took selfies talking my baby. I'm winning. Look at I'm winning. But your actions never lined up. I prophesy to you. Your actions are about to line up. See, there's a difference between saying versus doing. Saying versus doing. And this is big. This is this principle is universal. See, you can have people who say they love you, but what they do looks totally contrary to that. You can have people that say that they're with you, but what they do is totally contrary to that. There is a difference. Look at the verse. He says they say eat and drink and have a good time. But then when you eat and drink and have a good time, their heart is not with you. In other words, they say one thing, but they do something different. God's about to bring people in your life, watch me, where you don't have to question their heart. Oh my God. You don't have to question what they're doing because their habits will match their heart. If they say they're with you, you'll know that they're with you because their habits mark it. Uh, their habits make it clear. If they say they're going to fight for you, you know without the shadow of a doubt they're going to fight for you. Come on, I need you to lift up your hand and say, my circle is improving. My circle is improving. So... So there are two things. Two things you need to win. The first, here's what you need to win, because that's tonight's message. Is here's what you need to win. Okay, bishop. So what do I need? I'm gonna tell you what you need. Here it is. It's like going shopping. Here are the two two ingredients you need. This is a recipe. If you work the recipe, it will work for you. Well, bishop, but you don't know what I've been through. If you work the recipe, it'll work for you. Well, bishop, you don't know what I lost. If you work the recipe, it'll work for you. But bishop, you don't know the city I live in. Oh, I can tell you about being in the city and where you're not supposed to win and you still winning. If you work the recipe, it will work for you. Here it is. Number one, you need desire. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 19, the Bible says this, Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He's a young man, but his assignment has got him to where he's always weeping. And sometimes, hear me, just because it's God doesn't mean it's going to be easy. In fact, the reason you know it's God is it's not easy and you need God to get it done. If you can get it done on your own, that's not God. If you can get it done without God, it's not God. You know you're in your assignment when every day you have to say, God, I need you. God, I need you. Some of y'all, you ain't grew up old school church like that, so you don't know how to call on the Lord. But I need everybody in this building, don't line, to just take five seconds and tell them, say, God, I need you. God, God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I can't you clap your hands like old school church. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. God. I need you. Jeremiah's assignment has got him weeping all the time. And you know why? Primarily because he wants more for people than they want for themselves. So Jeremiah says this woe is me because of my hurt. My wound is grievous. But I said, watch me, the first part he's making himself a victim. And he says, I'm in grief and I'm hurting. And here's the deal. You're never going to win if you stay stuck in your hurt. You're never going to win if you stay stuck in your grief. And for some of you today, you got to come off of the grief of your previous losses. you got to come off of the grief of your previous letdowns and disappointments. He says, my wound is grievous, but I said, truly, this is an affliction. Watch his butt. There's a big old butt right in the middle of the verse. And this is a good butt because this butt is going to get you to some wins. Truly, this is an affliction, and I must bear it. In other words, he says, this comes with my seat. So, I'm not going to complain about it. And for some of you, you keep complaining about what comes with the seat of being a mother. You keep complaining about what comes with the seat of being a leader. You keep complaining about the seat that comes with being a husband. You keep complaining about the seat that comes with being a millionaire. You keep complaining about the seat that comes with being debt free. You keep complaining about what comes with the seat. And God says, Well, what you ask for it? Uh, in other words, God says, This comes with your seat. But I said, This is an affliction and I must bear it. So, here it is Wednesday. You can whine. Uh, Excuse me, you can't whine and win. You're gonna have to pick one. You can't do both of them at the same time. See, in the first part of the verse, Jeremiah is whining. Look at me, rightfully so. See, the fact that I choose not to whine doesn't mean that there's nothing to whine about. The fact that I choose not to complain doesn't mean there's nothing to complain about. See, you think because the person next to you doesn't complain that everything is good. No, they've just made a decision. Mm. Their decision is, I'm not whining. Come on, y'all. I'm winning. I could complain all day, but that's not going to get me no wins. I could be mad all day, but that's not going to get me no wins. Look at me. He says, but I said, truly, this is an affliction, and I must bear it. Come on, Wednesday. I must bear it. Say it with me. I must bear it. One more time. I must bear it. Now, he says this wound is grievous. What is grief? It's the loss of something lesser to get something greater. See, when you're going to win, it requires, you ready for me? You to live in perpetual grief. What do you mean perpetual grief? I got to let go a lesser to get greater. If you're going to win, see, here's the lie they tell you. The lie is, man, when you win, you're going to be feeling amazing. Lies! Lies! Because when you win, you're going to have to lose, you're going to have to leave some of them losing friends behind. When you win, you're going to have to leave some of those losing mentalities behind. When you win, you're going to have to lose some of those losing ideologies behind. See, when you start winning, watch me, it requires you to learn how to live in perpetual grief. There's certain things you going to have to look at and say, so you know what? That used to get me upset, but not anymore. I wish you would, watch me, uh, let grief keep you from getting the win. I wish you would left your wound, let your wound keep you from getting the win. I need you to fist bump three people in this building and just say, don't let the wound stop the work. Don't Don't let the wound stop the work. Don't let the wound stop the work. Wednesday, I said, get up out your seat and go fist bump somebody. Wednesday, don't let the wound stop the work. Don't let the wound stop the work. Don't let the wound stop the work. Look at the second part. He says, truly, this is an affliction, and I must bear it. What is he saying? I don't have an option. Here's how winners work. Here's how you have to work. There are certain things that are not optional. See, for me, it's not optional for me to put God first. It's not an option. Giving to God is not an option for me. Serving the Lord, that's not an option for me. Uh, I mean, uh, There's certain things when you're going to win, you have to say, this is not an option. Some of you have too many options. And your options, watch me, your options make you think that you can obfuscate your responsibility. Jeremiah says, I don't have an option. I must. He says, I must bear it. In other words, I desire to win. Look at me. You can fool your neighbor. You can fool your boss, but you can't fool God. And for some of you, God says, I see past what you say and see that your heart is not ready to win. But tonight, I need you to make this declaration and say, Lord, give me the desire to win. 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 Life is scheduled. I must live it so I might as well win. Here's the second thing you need. This is the recipe. It's a recipe. You need desire. Number two, you need discipline. Discipline, First Corinthians 9.25. This is Apostle Paul talking, and he talks about sports. He says, now every athlete who goes into training and competes in the game games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to do what? To win a crown, which means discipline is how you get wins. You are not going to win unless you've got discipline active in your life. Verse 26, therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one just beating the air, like I'm shadow boxing. Verse 27, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body, yada yaddy, and I make it my slave. Question, who's the slave in your house? Question, who's the slave in your life? I ain't no slave. Oh, oh, or do your senses run you? Do your emotions run you? You won't even lift your hands because your emotions are telling you you had a long day. You worked all day. Baby pie. Everybody worked all day. Baby pie. Well, I'm a single mama. I'm going through a lot. You ain't the only one. You're not. I'm just single dad. dad, You're not the only one. You have to make your senses and your body a slave to your desire to win. I need you to fist bump somebody and tell them, say, discipline, 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 discipline. Here it is. make it my slave. Now, now, listen, think about this. A slave does what they're told. When they're told to do it, look at me. And when they don't, there's consequences. For some of you, you ready? You like to punish everybody else but yourself. You like to check everybody else but yourself. I have this thing I do with myself that when I, when I have something, when I eat something I'm not supposed to eat, um, that the, the discipline for myself is that I got to go work out extra. And so people around me are always trying to, oh, you need to eat, you need to do this. I said, no, because you don't have to deal with the discipline of that. I'm like, I'm going to have to walk, listen, it's 100 calories per mile, so I'm going to have to walk 10 miles to give it to them 1,000 calories. Listen, I ain't trying to do all that. Listen, there's a discipline behind it. See, some of you, you like to check everybody else, but you do not have consequences that you give to yourself. And this is mature teaching because the world will tell you it doesn't take all of that. Just go with how you feel and all of that. And if you pay attention, those people have no fruit. If you pay attention, those people have no wins. If you pay attention, those people have no accomplishments. Never consult a loser when you need a win. Hear me. What consequences do you give to you? How do you check yourself? I'm not talking about beating yourself down. I'm not talking about self-deprecation. I'm not talking about kicking yourself. I'm saying when you say something you don't need to say, you're like, what? No, no, no. And you go fix it. Because here's what a lot of people do. You ready? Your, your, your inability to discipline your emotions. Pay attention to me. It causes you to be a slave to them. So if you don't feel it, you don't do it. And wins require you to fight sometimes when you don't want to fight wins require you watch me to preach four times on a Sunday because that's what it requires y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me wins requires a team of people that are making this happen right now to serve faithfully and to be on these cameras and to be on this band and to be the why because we have decided as a team we gonna win I need everybody in this building and online. thank God for the team that's been with me today that's making sure we get some wins hallelujah I discipline myself, 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 I discipline myself. So I check myself, I check myself before I wreck myself. I gotta check myself, I check myself I check myself I check myself I... You say it. You say it. You say it. You say it. Hey, I discipline myself. What does discipline mean? It means to lead. Come here. Discipline means to bring along, to bring into subjection, to be compliant to the will of a master. Look at me. Discipline, let me give you a simple answer. Is when you say yes or no to nouns consistently. You ready? For the right reasons. I'll say it again. It's when you say yes or no to nouns. What's a noun? People, places, things, and ideas consistently for the right reasons. Pay attention. So here's discipline. L- let's pretend like this is, this is me and this is me. See, here's discipline. Discipline is when I want to go the other direction, well, that's me. You feel the resistance, but uh uh-uh, uh, you're coming this way. So e- watch me. Even when you are conflicted in yourself, my discipline say, but I'm going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. Even when part of you is trying to pull you the other direction, you're like, uh-uh, listen, I may be, di- gone, pull. I may be, you can pull, you can pull. Watch me, now I know you put, <laughs> slide. Watch me, you were not trying to pull me, I understand, you want me to slide on the stage. Watch me, even when I'm doing this, see, because some of you, this is your daily fight. You don't even deal with the devil, you deal with your enemy. Because for some of you, your greatest enemy is your enemy. I gotta deal with this, I gotta deal with that, I gotta deal with this. And then watch me, after you've done all this, you know what you want to do? You just want to go sleep. For some of you, you just want to let rest. You just want to lay down because you have not learned how to say yes or no to the right nouns consistently. For the right reasons. Discipline says, watch me, I'm not fighting with myself. The right thing I'm supposed to do is do it like this. So guess what? I've stopped the struggle. The only reason there's a struggle is because there's a fight between your disciplines and your desires. There's a flight between what you say you want and what you really want. That's me. And for some of you, you need to settle it in yourself that your decision is, I will win. Please, we're almost done Wednesday. Lift your hands and say, I choose to win. I choose to win. I choose to win. Say, God, give me the desire. Come on, say it, y'all. Say, God, give me the desire and give me the discipline to win. So here's an example. Last story, we out of here. 2 Kings 13, 18. Then he said, now, this is Elisha, the man of God. So, so watch me. This is your man of God talking to you. The king comes to the man of God and says, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so scared. We're going to lose the battle. The king uh, uh, speaks this way to the man of God. Your kings and priests. This is me and you. Who is this? Me and you. Second Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Kings 13, 18. Then he said, Elisha, the man of God, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. Now, here's the problem. What? Look at me. What does striking the ground have to do with what I'm trying to accomplish? Some of you don't understand that God's instructions always involve you doing something that doesn't make sense to you. Because his thoughts are not your thoughts, his ways are not your way. Listen, I know you're the smartest one in your little friend group, but you are not smarter than God. And you're not smarter than the man of God. God shuts you up under. Sometimes there's a wind hidden within. Literally. Literally. Like this is stupid. I'm trying to beat this battle. And you telling me to go hit the ground? Shouldn't you be like, why? why, You you telling me to do this? Man of God, shouldn't we be doing this? No. Because some disciplines require you to do what does not make sense. Now, don't make sense today. Don't make sense this week. Ooh, but it's about to make sense. Look at what he said. Then he said, pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. Think of how stupid this sounds. Aren't we trying to fight our enemy? Shouldn't you be giving me, look at me, because some of you, here's what you do. I don't want to hear all of that. I want to hear about this. And God says, but this isn't necessary. Because the battle you were getting ready for, if you were disciplined, you would never have to fight. Look at the scripture. Look what it says right here. It says, then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground. How many times? Three times. Because in his mind, that's all I'm doing. In his mind, it don't take all of that. And you got to hear me Wednesday. Please hear me. It takes all of that and then some. God is a rewarder of faithfulness. God is a rewarder of consistency. For every person in the building and online I can say, I haven't been perfect, but there's one thing I have been. is faithful. Lift your hands. Worship God. Watch me for nine seconds. Nine is the number of birthing. Nine. Eight. Seven. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Six. Five, four, three, two. Say, so I have desire and discipline. I have desire and discipline. Look at verse 19. There it is. There it is. We out. So Bishop was angry with him. It says, so the man of God was angry with him. Why did he get angry with him? I did what you said. No, you didn't. And for some of you, you got to hear me. You got to catch this principle. This These instructions have nothing to do with what you think they have to do with. See, God, it's kind of like if you're building a piece of an airplane. um, I like watching aviation shows. I like watching aviation shows about how they build airplanes. I'm really infatuated with airplanes. I like how they build airplanes. I like how they fly. I like pilots uh, in terms of pilot training. I like all that. I like watching those shows about how planes crash. You said, so why do you like that? Just so that I can know the signs to look for. I, listen, I'm, I'm pay, I like to pay attention to those types of things. You got to hear me. And so in all of that, watch me. I like watching those shows and in watching those shows. Um, I discovered that when they're building a plane, they'll build one part in one place. Look at me. That has th- that, that connects with another part in a different place. Listen carefully. If the people in this place don't do what they're supposed to do. When it gets over to this place, things won't fit. For some of you, God has you doing something that doesn't make sense over here. It doesn't make sense over here because you haven't seen what it connects with yet. In other words, I need y'all to hear me. I need y'all to hear me. Your faithfulness and your consistency, God says, you were doing something over here. But I need you to understand the part you play over here, it connects to another part over here. And when these two parts come together, when these two parts come together, you're about to produce something amazing. I need you to just lift your hands, open your mouth, say, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Look at me. But the man of God got angry with him. Why? He says, you should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Exclaimed is a biblical word for he hollered. Then you would have beaten the army. Watch me. Uh, You would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Look at me. Now you will be victorious only three times. When his disciplines ended, so did his wins. When his disciplines ended, so did his win. Listen, to me. For everybody says, "I just want the Lord to speak to me." Listen, baby, you need to learn how to follow human instructions. Why would heaven bother giving you instructions when you can't follow instructions from a human being? It's quiet right there, and ain't nobody studying your silence. Elbow somebody next to you and say, "Listen, Linda, you better listen, better listen." I have discovered as a shepherd that many people they want to hear new, but they haven't listened to old. They want to hear fresh revelation, but they haven't obeyed previous instructions. Hear me. The man of God gets angry and says, you only did it three times? That's as far as your winds are going to go. And for some of you, here's what God says. I need you to have discipline that lasts. I need you to have discipline that lasts. I need you to have discipline that lasts. Not one time, not two times, not three times, not four times, not five you gotta make it. You gotta be consistent. You gotta be consistent. You have to be disciplined. No, I ain't missing church. No, I'm not missing online. No, I'm not missing a serving assignment. No, I'm not missing my giving. No, I'm not missing a live when my man of God goes live. No, I'm not gonna miss my assignment. I'm not gonna miss doing what I'm supposed to do because I want a discipline that creates wins. If it's winning season, every day I've gotta be disciplined. Every day, I've got to be on my square. Every day, I've got to be at my best. you in competition with yesterday's version of yourself. On three, all the disciplined people, shout in this building. And on line. one, two, three, release your shout right there. Hey! Desire. Discipline. Desire. Discipline. Desire. Discipline. You say it, y'all. Desire. Discipline. You say it. Desire. Discipline. Desire. Discipline. That's what you need. Discipline. Type it in the comments. Desire. Discipline. Desire. Discipline. Listen, for some of you, the first thing you got to do before you can be desired or have desire or discipline is you need to give your life to the Lord. He can't lead you into triumph if you're not his. You can only lead what's his. You can only lead what's submitted to him. If you need to become a Christian today, today is your day. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful, and you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, this is your time to do that today. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on three, do that hand wave emoji. In the building, you simply lift your hand up. No guilt. No condemnation, no shame. When I get the three, respond instantly. Don't make me beg you. I'm not James Brown. I'm not Keith Sweat. I ain't getting down on one knee to beg you to come to God. I'm not going to beg you to have life on three. One, two, three. Respond right now. Hands up in the building. Hand wave emoji online or say it's me. Hand wave emoji or say it's me. Hands up in the building. Hallelujah. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you, Lord, are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, give me the desire and the discipline to get right back up. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, good news, good news, good news. You're saved. Saved from what, Bishop? You. Saved from what? Hell. Saved from what? Hell on earth making the same stupid mistakes that create the hellacious situations in your life. And that's you, you just pray that prayer for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord. Text the word decision to, to 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. Secondly, some of you, you're already saved but you need a shepherd. You can live in Denver, you can live in Atlanta, you can live anywhere across America, around the world. We're a hybrid church. What does that mean? Just like your job now, most jobs are hybrid. We were hybrid before hybrid was cool to do. We were hybrid before the pandemic began. We'd love for you to connect with our family. You can live anywhere across America and around the world. Scan that QR code on the screen or text JOIN HARVEST. is one word to 877-552-4746. No previous church experience necessary. But so what does it mean to join a church? It just means you're formalizing that you found your voice. You found your shepherd. You found the man of God that speaks life into your life. Listen, I trust you got something out of the word today. I trust you were blessed by the word today. I want you to get your giving ready. If you came in late or you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. And like I've been telling you all year, um, not all year, but since May, I really believe that God wants to uh, to release wealth into the lives of the people of Harvest. Now, hear me, not just money, but wealth. Everybody say wealth. And I really want you uh, to tap into this. So that's why since March, excuse me, since May 2022, you've been hearing me say to you, specific seeds and you name your seeds. Specific seeds and you name your seeds. Hear me. The heart behind that is just in me obeying God. He said, son, I need you to put specific demands and specific requests on the seed and teach them to name their seed. How many of you are seeing results in your life? Wave at me. You're seeing results in your life. Wave at me in the building and online if you're doing that. Listen, I want you to, um, I want you to sow this for whatever you sow tonight from 1 Corinthians 9 and 27. I want you to get a $27 seed tonight. $27. And what is this for? He says, I strictly discipline my body. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. dollars I want you to sow that with me. And you're going to call this my discipline seed. My discipline seed. And my prayer is that as you sow this, God's going to give you supernatural grace to discipline yourself. For some of you, this is going to be the first time in your life that you've ever disciplined yourself. For some of you, this is going to be the first time in your life that you've ever been consistent. Guess what? Good news. Your consistency is going to pay off. Get that seed ready. How do you sow it? You can use the Cash App. Dollar sign. Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. It's on the screen now. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, GiveLify. All of that's available. The key email for that is hello at harvestsearch.church. If you want to use text to give, that information is on the screen. All you have to do is text the amount. The phone number's right there. Text the amount to 844-669-5369. Come on, everybody, in the building, and your line. You say, Bishop, I don't have the 27. Get as close as you can. Say, Bishop, I want to give more than the 27 to sow. You do that. This is above your normal ties offerings first fruits. This is a seed into the word you've heard. Lift it high and say in Jesus name, I sow believing, I'll receive supernatural grace to be disciplined. From this day forward, desire and discipline creates my wins. When my discipline ends, so do my wins. I will have the discipline to make it to the end
1: in Jesus name. forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
0: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator.